0: Hey there, Freedom Jumpers, and welcome to the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we take our listeners from captive to indie to market domination. I'm your host, James Jenkins, and thank you for joining us on episode 26 of AFP. In this episode, you are treated to the very first time in our 26 episodes Uh, that I get to share with you an experience where I shoved my foot all the way down my throat. Thankfully, our guest was kind enough uh, to allow me to redeem myself from our first ever uh, interaction. Uh, This is a different episode for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is... This is the first episode that we have ever had significant technical difficulties in recording. Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of the 28 minute mark of the interview, uh, there was a power surge at my office and there was some challenges at getting uh, reconnected. The audio after that point is a little bit wonky. So thank you in advance for showing me some grace on uh, that part not being as good as it usually is. The conversation was great uh, i think there is a lot of really useful content uh from roshan jaiswal the co-founder and managing partner of insured mine uh, an industry leading uh crm uh, they're definitely in in the conversation uh, much more so than i gave them credit for as you'll hear about in uh the episode uh but if you like uh laughing at me when uh <laughs> when i do something that is less than ideal then uh, yeah, here you go. Uh, that's really it for the intro to this episode. I'm going to jump straight to the content. Uh, please, as always, take the same uh, three actions if you have not already. subscribed to Agency Freedom Podcast, drop us a review, and share this with someone in the captive world who needs to hear uh, what we have uh, put out there for consumption. If you are into Facebook groups, go ahead and join ours. would love to connect with you there and add value uh, to your experience on a more personal level there. Just search Agency Freedom Podcast in the search bar on Facebook. And if there's anything you want to share with me directly, feel free to drop an email at podcast at riskwell.com podcast at riskwell.com let's jump right into the bumper and get to my interview with russian jaiswal of insured mine uh, this is the agency freedom podcast episode 26 let's go there are two kinds of people in the insurance industry those who are captive and those who are free this is the agency freedom podcast there is so much i wish i would have known before i made the freedom jump to the independent side i mean even now i feel like i'm learning something new every single month we're all about helping insurance agency owners and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom my team and i replaced six years of captive agency revenue in 17 months with RiskWell. 17 months, man, it's crazy. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and what I've learned along the way. We lay out a blueprint of how to make your freedom jump from captive to indie to market domination. I'm bringing you colleagues from markets across the country with dozens of different specialties. They're eager to share their stories and best practices with you. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Agency Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Thank you, as always, for joining us. This episode uh, is a little bit special because it's not every day that I get to uh, interview the senior executive for a major uh, industry uh, tech company. Uh, And today I have the privilege of uh, talking with Roshan uh, Jaiswal. Hope I said your name correctly there. He is the managing partner of InsuredMine, which is a very well-known CRM, in our industry, and uh, he was kind enough to come on the show uh, today in spite of my foolishness because I got to say, man, I got to start the episode off by throwing myself under the bus here uh, because uh, you guys have heard me talk about uh, other platforms in uh, the industry, uh, namely Better Agency and Agency Zoom, and apparently I'm living under a rock because I didn't know who Roshan is. And I guess it's about a month ago now, uh, I get a a random message from someone I've never spoken to before. And he said, hey, uh, with regards to uh, insurance industry, CRMs, like, uh, have you ever considered insured mine? And I was in the middle of like three other things at that moment. I don't even know why I read the message. But I responded, no, no, I haven't considered insured mine. They're irrelevant. They're a distant third place. And uh, I went back to what I was doing. And then some, something needled in the back of my brain, honestly. And I was like, that was an odd question. I'd never spoken to that person before. Why would they ask that question? So I clicked on his profile. And of course, right there at the top of his Facebook profile, it says, Russian, Jaiswal, managing, partner, insured mine. And there's not very many times in my professional career that I have ever so blatantly shoved my foot all the way down <laughs> my throat. But I promise you, in that moment, there was, it was definitely one of those, oh, shit, kind of moments where it's like, I am so sorry. <laughs> and then here we are, and we were having a great conversation planned for you guys. Roshan, first off, thank you for being so gracious with my foolish you know, not even paying attention response, for one. And for two, forgive me for not knowing who you are. Uh, I really should know who you are as someone who hosts a podcast in the insurance industry. And your company obviously has a place in our industry as a a very well-known CRM. So, thank you for being so gracious, one. And thank you for joining us on AFP2. Thank
1: you. Thanks, James. You know, first of all, I would say, you know, you have been too hard on yourself. So, you know, cut some slack. You know, it's totally fine. You know, I am not <laughs> Nelson Mandela or Obama. that people have to know. It's just a small startup company. Yeah, We are definitely trying to influence uh, insurance space for sure. But we have a long way to go. We have hundreds and thousands of people who don't know about Insured Mind, about Roshan. And so it's totally okay. You are not the first one or will be the last one. So cut yourself some slack.
0: Well, you are very gracious and definitely. I want to set the stage for what our listeners can expect from uh, this episode. Because first, I want to give you the microphone and let you tell us all about Insured Mind, kind of what your vision, what your mission is for the platform. And then we're going to get into one of my favorite topics. We're just going to talk about best practices and headspace and strategy for independent insurance agencies as it comes to how do we make these technology decisions? So, first off, Insured Mind, tell us whatever you want us to know about Insured Mind and kind of your vision. Um, and then, wait, we'll get into those two questions that you, you gave me uh, after that. So, go right ahead and, and tell us who you are and about Insured Mind.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Roshan, CEO and co founder of Insured Mind. And Insured Mind is uh, it's a sales, CRM, marketing automation platform for independent insurance agents. Um, And when I say it's a platform for independent agents as a CRM, one of the key component of a CRM is that it is not creating a second powerhouse. In fact, it works with all of the other technology that you have at your disposal today, primarily your agency management system. So the other way to look at it is it is an add on. To your agency management system. So it can, um, at real time, uh, go back and forth and connect with your agency management system to create that kind of a dynamics you need, um, which sometimes um, is left behind when you're using an agency management system. So that's what it does. It helps you, enable you to convert, engage, and uh, retain your customers through a better sales, marketing, automation analytics and your uh, mobile app so we call our model as seam s-e-a-m which is sales engagement analytics and mobility so in short that's what if you are looking to grow your agency this is the kind of a product you should be looking at
0: no, I think that's a really strong intro. Uh, wh- what's your background? Ha- have do you been in the insurance industry uh, for a long time, or, or do you come from a, a technology uh, background from before insured mind? Uh, how did you get here?
1: Thanks, thanks for asking that. Um, a lot of people ask that. You know, you got to know a lot of insurance um, to build a product. So I was. So my background started on Wall Street. Uh, Almost a decade ago, and then uh, been doing consulting with the state governments or you know Fortune 500 company. and last several years have been in the mergers and acquisitions for corporate. Um, so that's the tech and the finance background. Um, how I started with insured mine or an insurance product, you know it's just a serendipity, I would say. you know it just happens to be I wanted to build something. Um, think about this. You know, I use this example. Netflix, when they started, they were a DVD company. Yeah. But they continued to iterate to create a product that we all know what it is today. So same thing when we started with Insured Mind, we did not knew what we were building. I was thinking of building some kind of a mobile app for insurance. But what we kept doing was continuously listen to customers and understand where actually the pain point is, where the value can be created, and look where we are today. Yeah. And that's what has changed. Um, so that's that's how you know I I do not I say this very bluntly that I need not be the smartest person in the room. I just need to make sure I'm surrounded by the smartest person about the industry, about the technology, about the finance. So they are putting the best product needed just for our customers.
0: I'm pretty sure 100% of the senior executives that I've ever spoken to in any vertical, if they're good at their job, they're going to say exactly what you just said. That you You don't have to be the smartest one in the room. As long as you're the one who's rallying the smartest people around you for a common goal, a mission, Man, obviously, that tells me part of how you are as a leader. So, props to you for that. I got to ask the question, why the insurance industry? What is it about our industry that attracted you? You've you've been on Wall Street. You've been in finance. You've worked with uh, governments, you said, uh, as far as, I'm sure, a lot of different uh, capacities. What is it about insurance that attracts you?
1: Well, to be honest, you know, as I said, I stumbled upon this to start with. But it was in no no time I realized this is it. You know, this is not my first startup. You know, I have done multiple uh, startups in the past. But this is when I started this. I realized that insurance is the industry which has moved really, really slow when it comes to digitization. Yeah. You know, even it's the closest kin we call the fintech is at least 10 years ahead of the game. and so the adoption of digitization has been slow which means it creates tremendous opportunity Um, and even though i think the carriers have picked up the rain and they have moved faster whereas the uh, agency side is even more slower and i think this was the opportunity where i think if we want the agencies to compete with the carrier direct-to-consumer products and stuff like that you know how do we how do we you know take a long term bet on the agency side and push them for a further digitization so they can be not only relevant but thrive better
0: that is a very clear answer now and i would definitely agree as i think i think many agency owners out there uh, that our industry is definitely behind the times uh, by a good number of years i certainly wouldn't think of the insurance industry as being a A cutting edge, an innovative, a fast adoption curve kind of industry, uh, as you well said. So um, a couple of quick questions uh, to kind of set the premise for the rest of our conversation. Uh, The CRM space uh, has a lot of players in it. Uh, There is obviously people are are generally familiar with the big names that are not uh, insurance specific, the Salesforce, the Infusionsoft, the Hub spots of, of the world. They have market share, of course. And mm-hmm. then you have much smaller industry-specific CRMs, as the aforementioned Better Agency and Agency Zoom, and Insured Mind is right there with those two. So the question begs to be asked. One, why insured Mind? Why should an agency principal select insured Mind to be their CRM of choice? Question one. And the question two, and this came from you. Uh, so, I'm just parroting it back to you for the benefit of our listeners. Why right now instead of a couple of years ago or a couple of years from now? Why insured mine and why right now? Yeah.
1: So, I'll start with the second question. I think it is, uh, the answer is way more interesting. Why now? You know, so if you look at the, as we talk about the evolution happening in the industry, you know, there is a time and a prime time for everything. And I would say we are just fortunate. We are at the prime time of that evolution of digitization. If, And I'll give you a couple examples to start with. Some of these agency management systems, if you would have gone five or seven years ago to them and talk about APIs, which never existed, they never, never had that digital roadmap to talk about APIs. Well, in the last five years, that has been all the talk. You know, if yeah. you are not having that three-letter word in your back pocket, you know, you are not, not considered uh, digitized enough, right? So because we worked so close with the agency management system, it it is just timing that these guys were evolving. They were starting to open up their ecosystem by opening up their APIs. And we just right-slided in seeing the opportunity what ams do not do and by opening this api we can latch on and create that uh, external value that the customers were itching for very long Hmm. i think that is where the key is so ams opening all this when i say ams i'm talking about all the agency management system and several of them in fact just today we are wrapping up one agency management system it will be in the press release hopefully by next week so and I can say, this also answers your first question, why? Because we have the largest number of agency management system integrated today. And not only number of agency management system, but how deep we go with each agency management system, I don't think anybody even come close. Having said that, let me continue on my first point because this is so exciting, why now? So as I said, it's important to understand the ecosystem agency management systems are starting to open up. They also understand their capabilities allow them to do so much. It's a wonderful uh, tool to manage policy, manage endorsement, manage changes, but they realize what they are not. They are not a CRM. They are not something which is a uh, customer centric and they are a big giant ship. And so if you want to that ship is gonna take a lot of time and they will not something will have destroyed by then so it was in their best interest to partner with solutions like insured man which is coming up and right on which has already been adopted well just plug and play it helps their customer it helps them it helps us it creates a win-win situation for all of us and that's why this strategy and this timing is winning for everybody
0: uh, That is a drum that I've been beating with our AMS vendor. NowCerts is who we use. Uh, I have interviewed QQ Catalyst. I've interviewed several other product teams and and NowCerts is still the best fit for our agency at this point. And my understanding is you guys have a a very good relationship with NowCerts as one of your AMS partners. You know, they, NowCerts, for instance, uh, has this Automate 365 feature that they're in the middle of uh, developing. And they've already put it out as a beta form to a number of users. And I I made a little bit of waves with the NowCerts crew uh, because I said, I think this is a bad idea. Uh, And and I've, I mean, anybody who knows me is not surprised to hear me say that I don't mind uh, rocking the boat a little bit. I'm not a yes man. Uh, I I raised my hand and said, I don't like this. I don't want my AMS trying to act like a CRM. And they have the reasons for not listening to me. And of course, it's totally their prerogative. They can do whatever they want with their company. Uh, But I love hearing what you're saying, Roshan, because it's almost like do a very small number of things, but do them at an extremely high level and stay focused on your core value, your core feature set. Don't try to be this octopus that does seven different things. Uh, that really resonates with a lot of people, I think, uh, myself included. So thank you for sharing that. Anything you want to add there before well, we move well, on?
1: I would I would not say that do not try venture out. You know, see, every company has their own strategy. We all win or lose because of the strategy we choose. You yeah. know, some people, you know, shot themselves on the foot by taking making a wrong strategy call. And others, you know, just know what is the right strategic call. So I think it's all about taking position on some things. You may win, you may lose. And I think right now, the best position I would propose is to have an open ecosystem and let customers be the judge. You do not dictate what a customer wants. And I think that makes the product win and the customer win rather than, you know, when when you close your system or push customer that, hey, you have to use this. That's where the not only the system loses, the customer loses, rather the industry loses.
0: And this the comment that I'm about to make really plays nicely into the conversation uh, that you and I will have in the as the the episode progresses. But the explanation that I got from Jonathan Allred, COO at Nowcerts, uh, from from Peter Germanoff, CEO of NowSerts, when I I basically said I don't like this, they said James, you're thinking about this wrong. You are what they consider to be a power user, you know, on, on one end of the spectrum. ResQL has very high expectations uh, for the vendors that we partner with, specifically for technology, certainly for CRM. I mean, we cause problems everywhere we go because I'm the one saying, why is it that way? Why does that work the way that it does? Why can't this feature do that thing instead? Sometimes that's great. And sometimes I'm a royal pain in the ass. I get that. Uh, for now certs, their response was, we want people to be able to access basic CRM functions, automated marketing, texting, yeah. doing some of the pipeline management yeah. type of things. And they said, basically, you can have your cake and eat it too. For someone like me that insured mine, agency yeah, Zoom, if you are EA more, is. Yeah, I agree exactly. with
1: him 100%. You know, I think yeah. he's creating choices and choices yeah. are good
0: yeah and I, I, and that's really where I came away from that feeling the agree to disagree sort of thing where yeah. yes there's definitely a place for that in the marketplace and you know what like I said more power to them they obviously they're going to run the company however they see fit and for some people that just need very basic straightforward CRM yeah. type of functions Automate 365 is probably a good fit they may not feel the need to sign up for Insured Mine or Zoom or whatever yeah. else there is
1: see I don't want to make it an insu- uh, now search uh, strategy call but you know I I agree with Peter and Jonathan that what would have been a wrong strategy is, hey, I'm going to promote automate and shut down all other CRM. That would have been a wrong strategy, but they are not doing that. So, you know, appreciate their openness that, hey, I'm bringing one more option to the table, which is great
0: and i, I don't, certainly don 't plan on getting stuck on now at all because there 's plenty of people out there that are not and won 't be on now certs uh, I think it 's a very interesting point to make though in how you view Insured mine in the greater ecosystem yeah. in in the the menu of technology solutions, so to speak yeah. so as we uh, as we transition into the next uh, real talking point here we are we are very close to. A good stopping point for that commercial that usually runs in the middle of the episode. So, editing team, go ahead and drop that commercial right now, if you would, please. Hey, Freedom Jumper. Are you looking to take your business to the next level? Who isn't, right? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, a nationwide brokerage solutions. They understand the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing marketplace. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique or outlandish they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't just survive in the competitive insurance industry. Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Get started today. Learn more at nbsbrokerage.com. And we're back. And thank you for supporting our sponsors. Really appreciate that. Uh, Roshan, I would love to get into it with you on how does the agency owner think about technology? Uh, you brought up a great point before we started recording of you know, the headspace of the planning, the strategy before you start making vendor selections. What is it in your mind is the best practice for someone to start to make a CRM decision? Even having that conversation with themselves, with their peers, with their team. How do you recommend people do that?
1: Sure. So one thing, you know, every agency, we work with several hundred of them now, you know, one thing they know, and they know it really, really well, Is not about the functionality of the product. We discourage them to think about functionalities of the product. We encourage them to think from customer journey. You want to build a perfect customer journey for your customer. Every agency is different, so the journey will be very different. Right, somebody is more um, brick and mortar, another is more digital, one is uh, catering to a more um, matured audience, another is catering to a more commercial audience. Everybody's customer is different, so build your perfect customer journey and then break that down and double click on each of those stages. So, what stages does it include in a customer journey? It includes from lead capture to lead nurture to sales funnel. To onboarding then policy period and renewal and then at the back it comes as the win back so this six score and the seventh one this seven pieces are your element of your customer journey and what you do is you double click on each of them and think what do I need to do perfect this one this element for my sales what do I need to perfect do I have all the right tools for my onboarding do I have all the right tools For my retention, do I have all the right tools? If you understand your customer journey and plug the right tools for that journey, that's when you make a perfect uh, experience for your customers.
0: So what you're saying is it's a better idea to think about the entirety of the client experience on the front end, figure out where the human interaction needs to be. And then from that point, figure out where are the areas that we can plug in some sort of technology whether it be something from the ams or something from the crm or other vendor like exactly. a, a glove box or a canopy connect yeah. or you know one of these other supplementary technologies to enhance the human interactions of am course. i hearing you right
1: yes of course otherwise you know you just bring a lot it's like you know you know your garage you buy a lot of things you just dump them in a garage and never use them yeah and then five years later, you go, today's my garage cleanup. Okay, I cancel all my subscription.
0: <laughs> well, we've, we've all experienced in some capacity vendor overload of where course. you look at your monthly expenses and you're, you know, asking yourself, do I use this? You know, it, to your point, the garage, when you go and clean out your garage and you have 74 tools, but you only ever use 10 of them, yeah. then, you, then you start giving stuff away or making a trip to the Salvation Army or Goodwill or whatever. So, no, That's I, I think that mindset is going to be really useful for, for a lot of our listeners, many of whom are on the captive side of the insurance world, they haven't yet made their freedom jump. So, for someone, I'm going to transition real quick to that regard because you and I obviously are very familiar, very comfortable with the way things happen on the independent side of the insurance industry, uh, the channel there. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head if you guys work with captive carriers, if you have any sort of agreements anywhere there. Uh, I know no. Agency Zoom has a lot of all-state users, for instance. Uh, are you guys exclusively on the independent side of the yes, industry? Yes,
1: completely 100% independent.
0: Okay. So speaking from that context then, if you were to advise a captive agent who is sitting here trying to figure out how they break out and go to the independent side, how would you want them to think about the the side of technology that insured mine is involved in. How do you want the captive agent who may be totally clueless about the the avalanche, the tidal wave of technology decisions that they're going to have to make? Yeah. How do you want them to start thinking about that from a CRM perspective? Of course.
1: So well, this is very interesting because this did happen earlier uh, this year um, when Nationwide went independent. You know, we had a pretty good flurry of agencies started coming and say, "Hey, I know now." I am independent. I have an AMS. What's next? So, again, we work purely as an add on to an AMS. So, we highly encourage every agency to have an agency management system. Yeah. Pick your, your battle which one you want, you know, because there are different ones for different uh, sizes and, you know, there are good and uh, average and, and not so average, but, you know, there are all kinds of agency management systems. And then once you have that agency management system, then you are looking at, you know, now my policy download, my policy endorsement, all those are taken care. Now, most important thing is customer experience. You build that customer experience and your growth. Growth engine is going to come from your sales management. AMS is not going to help you with your sales management. Well, it's a broader statement, but in a way it's, you know, when you need to accelerate, you need the right tool and CRM is the right tool. So you use that CRM which also enables you with your marketing automations because, you know, we have seen at least 30% of your communications. 30% of your communication can be minimized because you can automate them. And imagine if you are sending 100 email a day and those 30 emails are not sent because it is automated. You just saved at least an hour a day. Yeah. And that's a a lot of hours. So when you are able to do things like that, you know, it's it's just uh, when you are. So one of the things, you know, last couple of years when I ask agencies, what is the most important thing to you? You know, the answer I get nine out of 10 times is time. Help me save time. If I have more time, I can do more creative things. I can grow my business way better. And so that's one thing we focus a lot is to help them save time, you know, by automating a lot of things, helping them prompt to things that they need to do.
0: So when you think about the product that you and your team have created, you put a lot of time and energy in. And I'm sure just from talking to you that you're very, very particular about your client's experience with InsuredMind. What is maybe one killer feature or something that you're really proud of when you look at your peer group, the other insurance-focused CRMs out there? What's one or two things that stands out to you about InsuredMind and and the value that you're bringing to the marketplace uniquely?
1: Of course. So as we talk about, you know, the product is SEAM, S-E-A-M, Sales Engagement, Analytics, and Mobile. In sales, when we started, it was just like, it's a sales pipeline. But what we have evolved over the period is sales pipeline is no more just one pipeline. It is a personal lines pipeline. It is a commercial line pipeline. It is your service pipeline. And what is what you call as the killer feature is our renewal pipeline. Everybody is focused. You know, moving to percentage point of renewal is a hell lot of effort. That's a lot that. of revenue. Yeah. Yeah. And which so what we are doing is every policy which is about to expire comes into that pipeline automatically. If you do not work on it it will automatically drop but it creates an opportunity to not only automate communications but also proactively what percentage point it has increased by uh, on the new premium what you need to remarket what you are letting go what you want to just actually work with them and see how you can retain them there's a lot of proactive strategies that can be done on that Pipeline on renewal, and that is something we are seeing a lot more traction building over the period.
0: That's great. Now the renewal money is absolutely where where the the bread gets buttered, yeah. uh, so to speak. W- what's next for you guys? Uh, you, you've been uh, how long has the platform been out been active? When when did it become a thing?
1: Um, it became a thing in two thousand nineteen. You know, so eighteen we built um, later part of eighteen. So, 19, 20, 20, 21, it's not even three years now, two and a half years of of the work that has been put in. And that's what I say, people, you know, if there is anything you want to really get excited about, is think about how far we have come in two and a half years and where we will be in the next couple of years. Because all the other platforms, you know, they have been built over a good chunk of time and none of them, you know, and their growth, product growth, I would say, is incremental. Whereas the kind of product uh, growth we are bringing, um, it's just um, electrifying. Uh, one of the stats I would share with you is: just last year, we enhanced, we added new functionality or enhancements closer to six hundred, which means fifty, almost fifty every month.
0: Okay so we are back i apologize we had a a delay due to a power surge at my office Uh, sorry roshan i totally lost you in the middle of uh, talking about your uh, your renewal features uh, for how we can capture that revenue and make things faster more efficient more profitable uh, for agencies Uh, so i want to do my best to pick back up right when we left off before uh, good old electricity was rude and interrupting us. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about there from your renewal center, automatically populating things from the management system?
1: No, I I think that's one of the killer things. And second is definitely our analytics we talk about. You know, it helps us um, strategize, you know, as we always talk about um, is what you cannot measure, you cannot manage, right? And... When you're looking at so much data is in your agency management system locked and it it is just wonderful to democratize that data in a way that you start seeing the story of your agency. And a part of that is, I'll give you an example, one of our uh, decent-sized agency um, with closer to $50 in revenue. Um, when we initially spoke to them, their idea was, oh, we are about to bring in 10 to 15 new salespeople so we can increase our new business. We started analyzing their current book of business. What we saw, it was just one of our screen where you can see that how many monolines you have. We saw out of your 70,000, 35,000 of your customers are monolines. Wow. Within 30 seconds, the CFO changed the strategy that, okay, I think what we need to do is we need to bring inside salespeople. That's the yep. power of a tool like this, is uh, C-suite can make executive decisions, which is data-driven, in minutes.
0: And then making business decisions based on efficiency and profit instead of just revenue, because the, the episode hasn't aired yet, uh, but RD Advisor Group, the agency CFO program, uh, we're talking with them about profitability. The difference between revenue and profit could not be more important Yep. Uh, Obviously, Uh, it sounds like that is something that you guys have put a lot of thought into from an analytics, from a reporting dashboard sort of perspective. Uh, Can you talk about that? Because I know uh, reporting and being able to drill down and, and crunch the data, make strategic decisions based on data. That is something that is very powerful, uh, that is attractive for uh, my, my friend and colleague, Ryan Hanley, has talked about a vendor that he's very fond of uh, from Arius Analytics. Of the plat- I think the product's called Donna for Agents. Um, the- he's talks so much about data coming in, analyzing, and making strategic decisions based on that data. It sounds like you guys are able to provide similar, uh, maybe not exactly the same with apologies to my friends at Donna for Agents, but certainly useful data being put in front of the agency owner and and for decision-making purposes. Uh, What what do you guys do with that? let
1: Let me start by, you know, Making more enemies if I'm, <laughs> this is one of the things <laughs> I know. I guess we both are common in that way, you know. We, um, so, I believe, rep, like when we talk about reports, when we talk about data, it should not be the rows and the columns of, you know, data that we get in Excel sheet. You know, it's so 90s yeah. to me. What is, what is reporting and what is data today? It is storytelling through visualization. If the visualization is telling me how well my business is doing, how well my uh, salespeople are doing, how well is my deals happening, how well each of my customers doing. If I'm getting a pulse of all of these in a better visual I would just need that visual. As an executive, you do not need rows and columns because end of the day with those rows and columns, you're going to get there. That am I doing better or worse? Yeah. And if I can tell you that story, why do you need to go through that growing pain?
0: Hmm. Now, so, uh, someone who appreciates a good user interface, the, the user experience, uh, man, if yep. I can get a pie chart or some rows and columns with, you know, bright colors and big numbers, it tells me, you know, these are the 12 different data points that I want to look at as as an executive. Is that kind of what you're talking mm-hmm. about, about presenting the information in a useful format? The
1: only thing I will add to that is not only you want to see that one of the biggest challenges today within the industry is data is not clean. So garbage in and garbage out. Yeah. I'll give you an example we were aggregating data for a for an aggregator for 3 billion in premium um, for 109 agencies and when we collated that data just a portion of it we saw 3200 carriers you know in, in 30 or 40 agencies there cannot be 3200 carriers Something was wrong. What was wrong was we were seeing travelers in five different variations. We were seeing progressive for 20 different variations. Why? The writing company, the parent company, all that data was all messed up. So once we start consolidating, then you know what your pie of a carrier looks like. Okay, I'm writing 12% with travelers. I'm writing 16% with chubb. It's way cleaner rather than 3% with chubb, another 4% with chubb, another 6% with chubb. That tells me nothing.
0: No, and that that one little thing of tweaking the underwriting company with the actual carrier, because travelers must have like twenty-five different underwriting companies. Uh, we, yep. we had brought that problem to the attention of now, so it's back when it used to be. We clean
1: it up at insured mind. Yeah. You know, we. Hmm. That's why you know when you push it through insured mind, it cleans all of that. And when you see data, it's one travelers, it's one chart, oh. it's one
0: Cincinnati. Oh, so that's where you're talking about with the bolt on, you know, where it's an additional set of features attached to your AMS. That's that's yep. really slick. Cool. Then you don't even have to worry yep. about fixing it with the AMS. You just you know, attach insured mind to the equation and then you're good to go. Very yep. interesting. Now, it sounds like you guys are coming at this from a little bit of a different direction uh, than the other CRMs in the conversation for a lot of agents. So uh, I'm just going to hand you a softball and let you brag on your company for a second. For the agent that is confused about the choice. Where they're sitting there, going, "There's pros and there's cons." I see things I like about all three of the main choices that people select from for their insurance CRM. What do you think stands out about Insured Mind as a, a clear benefit, a clear advantage for someone to pick Insured Mind over the other two?
1: So there is two things. You know, we talk about this. One is how how quickly we have built a platform of of reckoning to in the industry you know in this last two and a half years how far we have come and as as i was saying earlier just last year we built 600 new features or enhancement nobody is even close to that kind of a development and that is only going to accelerate next year and the year after so the digital divide or the functionality the the utility that uh, insured man is creating is going to just increase and increase with uh, our competition. Hmm. So you know, obviously, you want to ride the wave with the company which is growing and is growing for you, Yeah. right? So that creates. So without going into that that comparing match of hey, I created a service pipeline, somebody copied it. You know, there's a lot of that happens. I am okay. I, I see that as a you know. It's, we are flattered people are copying what we create, yeah. which is great, but I think we'll continue to just create and innovate more and more in this space. I think there is a lot more to be done. We, have, we are just scratching the surface at this point.
0: You guys have only been in business for two and a half years, been to market, I should say, two and a half years. So you're still very much a, a startup. You're acting like a startup and making decisions in a very high agility sort of fashion. Yep. No, that, that's very exciting uh, for the industry at large because I, I'm one of these blue ocean people that I, I see plenty of room for insured mind to compete to deliver something to the marketplace. It's not a scarcity mindset sort of conversation where, you know, agency Zoom success is a threat to you or a better agency or Salesforce or Infusion no. Software, whatever, because all of it means that competition is driving innovation, which in turn is great for the, the independent agency channel as we compete with the direct, uh, the, the captive carriers uh, for market share, for delivering that client, that ideal client experience. So, of course. you know, when, when you look into the future, when you look at 22, uh, perhaps beyond Uh, What are some things that you are excited about that your company is is working on? Uh, What is InsuredMind, if you want to drop a teaser, what's something that people can expect from you guys in the coming months?
1: Um, I I think there is two things. One, um, this ecosystem is going to expand further and further, which means, you know, right now it's uh, AMS, InsuredMind, the payment portals, the phone system, the... You know, some of these things are already integrated. This integration is going to go further to the customer experience side. And it is also, if we can, we will take it all the way to the carrier side. So, yeah. No, I was, I was just uh, processing what you're yeah. saying
0: here. Sorry. Yes, of course. The, the carrier so, side.
1: End of the, day, end of the day, what is the most important thing? As you said, you know, the, what is the not star? What is the rock that we do not want to move is the customer customer is the center point of everything we are doing and want to do is that is going to add more and more value better experience so they are able to sell better they're able to generate better revenue better experience for their customer end of the day everybody wins and this innovation is just gonna get better and better as we put more time
0: so i don't mean to put you on the spot here and feel free to tell me that you don't want to give a direct answer but what is your take when it comes to somewhat controversial subjects of data ownership? Of the, You called it the democratization of data, which I love that phrase. Uh, Chris Paradiso has been talking about that for years and years and years. When you see companies like Vertifor, like Applied, Applied goes out and buys Ivans. Obviously, we all know what Ivans does for the independent channel. It seems to me that the consolidation of data into a couple of very large, very powerful companies, in my opinion, is bad for the industry, it's bad for the retail agent, it's bad ultimately for the policy policyholder. Uh, as someone who has to work with these companies, obviously, you guys have a relationship with VertiFOR, with Applied. I'm not going to put you on the spot and say, hey, bash these people that you work with. But what's your take on data ownership? does the retail agent have you know the dibs to that data who owns the data and who should be allowed to make decisions and who should be able to sell that data
1: so so you know it's a very interesting and a very vague topic because you know we we do not usually look at the totality of this concept um, on data ownership so let me break it down in few pieces so first part of this is who owns the data no question asked the creator of the data owns the data it is not the we as an insured mind is an enabler of the data we enable your data to do more so we are not the creator of your data you are as an agency owner are the creator of the data so you own the data flat no discussion no debate on that having said that I think now the question is, okay, you own the data, what do you do, can you, democratize, uh, can you monetize that data in a way? I would say you may own it, but because you put it in a system and the system can leverage the aggregation model, be able to create way better modeling that we can give it back to you, I think that is where the industry gains. If everybody is gonna keep their piece of data in their pocket, The industry is not gonna evolve if we want innovation to happen we will have to pull in
0: i i definitely agree that there's going to have to be some collaboration there if we're going to get past this because it seems to be almost at a stalemate where a lot of companies are saying no it's our data and the agency owners saying no it's my data and we're we're just butting heads on that topic so yeah
1: and i'm on the agent i'm on the agency side i no doubt, I think agency owns the data.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, a Bold move on your part, coming out and saying it flatly like that. So uh, I love that. You know, I want to be respectful of your time, of course, Rosh, and, and my own as well. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap this thing up?
1: Well, um, I want to take this opportunity and thank you for you know inviting me to this uh, wonderful podcast. You know, great conversation, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's a wonderful opportunity to talk about. Um, I don't think there is enough of these conversations happening to, you know, shake and bake how the industry is continuing to see so much of digital evolution happening. And, I think, you know, there is a lot more to happen, but a lot of collaboration needs to happen as well. Yep. So, you know, I think it's a wonderful initiative what you have taken. To Continuing to, you know, track more of these, what you're doing, James. So thank
0: you. Thanks for inviting me. No, this me. has been great. I, I think our listeners are gonna have a, a different you know flavor of content from this uh, it's not very often that we get to hear straight from executive leadership in a very relevant uh, vendor for the industry so Roshan, thank you very much for your time i know how valuable it is so thank you for sharing that with us if somebody wants to get more information about insured mind uh, get a demo of the product and and consider for themselves if it's something that they want to have in their agency uh, what's the best way for them to do that
1: um, the best way is insuredmine It's insured i n s u r e d. Don't forget the d. Insured mine m i n e. It's like data mine, so insuredmine dot com. Okay. Um, just uh, schedule a demo on the website, and one of us will be connecting with if you. If
0: you're watching uh, or watching on YouTube, it'll be in the description below. And if you're listening on whatever your your uh, flavor of choices, whether it's Apple, Spotify, whatever. We'll put the link to Insured Mind's website in the show notes below. So um, you'll feel free to check it out there. And uh, if somebody wants to communicate with you guys directly, is there a, a phone number, email address you want to put in there? Or do you want to give that of to course, me later know, so okay, I can put that I in the have, show notes?
1: Sure, you know they can reach out to support at Insured Mind, but you know I have also I'm happy to share my email address, raution at insuredmind.com, R-A-U-T-I-O-N at insuredmind.com. Feel free to connect, you know, always happy to have a good chatter.
0: Well, there you go, folks. The CEO just gave you his email address. So if you have a a need, if you have a, a request of some kind, you heard it straight from the man himself. Uh, that's really it for this episode, Roshan. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the thank CEO you. and co-founder of Insured Mind. Uh, check them out, InsuredMind.com. And as we wrap up this episode, on the same three request I always do. Please subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. Drop us a review if you like what you hear and share Agency Freedom Podcast with someone in your circle who's still in the captive world that needs what we are talking about today. So that's it for this episode, boys and girls. Make it a great day. We will talk to you again real soon. Take care.
1: Thank you.